Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in the book of Matthew in a couple places. Matthew chapter 11. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Uh, and then we're also going to be in Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse 1. So Matthew 11 and in Matthew 28. If you want to find those two places, they'll be helpful. Um, we're kind of wrapping up 2018. And this morning as we do, I, I thought it might be good... To, to kind of tie up things, tie up loose ends. We, we did this series, Lies We Believe. It was meant to be a 12-week series. I got the flu um, week 12 and called Ryan Rust like the night before, and Ryan came and preached the gospel, and it was awesome. Uh, and then post that, we, we jumped into Advent. I had people email me. I think it might be the only series I've preached where people have emailed me and said, Pastor, would you please finish the series? Like, we did Luke for two years. I never had anybody email me. Go, I can't, please, let's, like, like, but, but they actually had emails said, could we please, I know there was a, a 12th message into this series, and so uh, I'm going to preach that to you this morning, kind of tie up loose ends, and I just want you to know up front that this is one that's really near and dear to me, and so um, as a pastor, it's a little different. It's not just different for your family, it's really different um, for, for you as well. See, as a pastor, there's kind of expectations placed upon you, and no matter how much I, I long uh, to live in front of you and, and, and let you know um, that, that, listen, I don't have it all together. There is this kind of unspoken pressure upon people in ministry to act like they do, right? And so, so uh, this, is, this is one of those things. I've had a rough patch for the last couple of years, whether it was dealing with my dad's death, depression that sat in after that, some transition stuff. Um, like, like, there's been some moments that I've, I'll just be honest with you, if it weren't for Jesus, uh, I wouldn't be here. And to get to that point when you realize, Lord, it was only by your hand and only by your grace that I've made it to this point. Um, so if we're going to be transparent, and that's one of the things I, I, I hear from people that visit our church, is they like the fact that we're, we're pretty authentic around here. We, we, don't, we don't pull a lot of punches. We don't, we don't play a lot of games. We don't try to dress it up. So this morning, this last lie, I just want you to know it's a little ugly because we ain't going to dress it up. And so I want to talk to you about uh, this last lie. Before we do, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pray as, as we do. I'm going to pray that you would receive this well. Because I want you to know there's a huge difference between letting Jesus hold you together and between acting like you got it all together. It's a huge difference. So this morning, I want to get away from this. I want to get back to this, all right? We just sang the heart of worship, so let's get away from this. Let's get back to this. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us. King Jesus, um, I pray that you be lifted up in our midst this morning as we kind of wrap up our 2018. I pray that we come with open hearts and open minds wanting to hear from you about who we are. Holy Spirit, we want to invite you to come and to be our teacher and to be our guide. We pray that you would lift up King Jesus. And that as he's lifted up in our midst, that he would draw us closer to himself. Jesus, draw us closer to your heart. Mold us and make us into your image. That we might leave this place more like you than when we walked in. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what is this final lie? Here it is. Ready? As Christians, we should always have it all together. Right? 
As Christians, we should always have it all together, right? And, and the implication is that as a follower of Christ, I'm, I'm meant to be uh, walking in the Spirit, which is true, by the way, but then we over-spiritualize that to mean that that means that if at any point I am not full of joy, that something must be wrong, right? At, at, at any point in my life, no matter what massive thing has just occurred, if I don't have peace, if, if that's not my first reaction, then something's got to be wrong with me. If I ever have any doubts, something's wrong, right? So when we over-spiritualize this thing that we as Christians and all have to have it uh, together, we kind of forsake the humanity of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, right? Who we know, according to the text when we study, we know that Jesus was angry at times, righteous anger, right? We, we know that Jesus was sad at times. We even know that he often withdrew. We know in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was overwhelmed, and, and so why is it that if our Lord and Savior, the one who's done it perfectly, it's okay for Him to be those things, somehow it's not okay for us to feel any of those same emotions. See, what it does, friends, when we begin to believe as Christians we always have to have it all together, what it does is it, it causes us, I call it, um, to live uh, the Instagram life as Christians. You know what Instagram, how many of you do not know what Instagram is? God bless you. All right. For the rest of us, Instagram, which kind of came along after Facebook, has really kind of become. I, well, I'm not getting into Snapchat, so we're not going there. But but so so Instagram kind of become the new means, and really, it's all about pictures. See, on Facebook, it's all about posts. You can you can type things out, and you can add a picture to it. But Instagram, it's really the picture that grabs everyone's attention. So the Instagram lifestyle is the lifestyle that's well rehearsed. It's a lifestyle where you've taken several pictures of the same, uh, several images of the same picture just to get it just right so it catches somebody's attention so that you can then talk about how good life is, right? And so as Christians, man, sometimes we fall into this. We, we, we kind of craft our stories, even our prayer requests. We prepare ourselves with a smile in the presence of others when we come. One, one of two reasons, right? One, so we can fit in with all the other phonies that are faking it. And two, so that if we are really hurting... One of our well-intended brothers and sisters won't just heap onto it by, by misquoting some scripture or, 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 or by, by, by just kind of, kind of trying to spread over our hurt with some kind saying, right? Now, maybe you're here this morning. You've never experienced that in church. God bless you. This sermon, I have nothing for you, okay? I mean, if you've never experienced this in church, you really just zone me out for the next 20 minutes and you'll be good. But if you're here and you've ever struggled, if, if this struggle is real for you, being, being authentic in front of other believers, I want to tell you why it's worth the fight this morning. This morning I want to tell you why you should fight the feeling that you need to act like you've got it all together. And so I've just got three things I'll share with you quickly. Kind of big deals. And here's the first, alright? First reason you shouldn't act like you have it all together is because believing that you have it all together is prideful. And God opposes the proud. That's right. right? Believing that you have it all together is prideful and, and God opposes the proud. And so here's the problem when we repeatedly run out this lie in front of others. When we repeatedly act like we've got it all together. The more that we tell it, the more that we act like we've got it all together, the more that our sinful, deceitful heart will start to believe it. Right? And guys, we know this. We know this about sin. Sin is never content to stay contained, is it? 
Sin is never content to stay contained. So you tell one small lie, and then the next thing you know, you're telling another and another. And so when we act like we have it all together in front of one person, if, if Chris shows up and, and he's in need, but I want to act like I've got it, I, if, I, if I put on the act one time, it makes it that much easier to then act that way in front of Catherine, and then act that way in front of Jacob, and then act like that in front of Bo. And, and it just becomes a steamroll. And, and here's the deal. Before you know it, your heart will start to believe, because your heart... Is, is deceitful above all else and beyond care. Your heart, who is deceitful, will begin to believe in this Instagram Christianity thing that you're trying to walk out, and you'll actually start to buy into this thought that you're okay. You'll start to believe that you are okay because you've said it so often, because you've acted like it so often. And the truth is, behind closed doors, right, that your life is not so picture perfect. The truth is that no matter how many pictures you post to Facebook and Instagram of your family, your marriage is falling apart. Right? That's, that's the truth. The truth is that, that that picture that you had your children smile for, you're threatening to ground them if they didn't. Right? I will take away everything that you possess. I'm going to take away some stuff you haven't even thought about possessing yet. Do you understand me, young man? We've had those talks before. Connor's looking at me like, I just heard this yesterday. Some of you, that's where you are this morning. And you have been faking it for so long. And you've, you've convinced yourself that you're okay. But the truth is, right now as you hear the sound of my voice, you know that life is a mess. And hear me, I want you to know God is gracious. Amen. Our God is gracious. He will meet you in the middle of your mess. God will, God will step right down in the middle of your mess. And, and, and listen, he loves you enough not just to meet you in your mess, but to lead you out of it. But you have to start by confessing that you're a mess. That's what you've got to start with. So listen, I'm just here to tell you this morning, if, if you're fighting this, you're trying to kind of act like you have it all together, the very first reason I would tell you that you shouldn't is because God opposes the proud. And acting like you have it all together is prideful. And so what I'm going to say to you, if you're not willing to just open up that mess again, I just want, I just want to warn you with Scripture. Okay? I'm, I'm not trying to, like, listen. Just listen to what the Word of God says. I have three verses I'll share with you. Here's the first, Psalm 138, 6. Though the Lord is exalted, He takes note of the humble. Look at what He does with those that aren't so humble. Ready? But He knows the haughty. Oh, come back. He knows the haughty from a distance. Okay? Next one. Matthew 23, 12. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Whoever is prideful, right? Whoever exalts himself is going to be humble. Okay, last one. James 4, 6. But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. Believing that you have it all together is prideful. Okay? And God, listen, this is a big word. And God opposes the proud. Not just God's not super happy fun about the proud. God actually opposes the proud. Okay? So, for those of you, life has been a little difficult. You've been acting like you, you've got it all. You've been trying to hold it all together, right? So you've got a couple options. Okay? You can keep up the act and let God's opposition come against you. Or you can just give up and say, Lord, I surrender. Here I am. I'm a mess. And you can let God be for you instead of against you. You see what I'm saying? 
See what I'm saying? Okay? Second thing I want to share. Second reason why we should stop the act, okay? Uh, because God loves, He longs to love and to use the weary and the broken. God longs to love and use the weary and the broken. So we're going to turn in our Bibles. Uh, Matthew chapter 11 be the first place. Matthew chapter 11, um, starting verse 28. This is uh, one of the greatest invitations of Jesus unto us. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Jesus is speaking. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to read that again. It's a big deal. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I want you to see this passage clearly in its context, in its cultural context. So, this invitation of Jesus is marvelous. Amen? Anyone ever been there? Like, just burden heavy laden? You're like, yes, Lord, yes. This is my verse, right? Okay, but when you, when you take this statement uh, and, and you apply it to the cultural context of which it's intended, it's, it's even more beautiful. So I want you to see the religious context in which Jesus speaks these words. And so to get a picture of that context, now turn with me to Matthew chapter 23. This is just one picture. I just picked one place to show you kind of the religious context of what Jesus is dealing with. I'm in Matthew chapter 23, uh, verse 1. I'll read through 5, and it says, Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses. Therefore, do whatever they tell you and observe it. But listen to what Jesus says next. This is pretty harsh. But don't do what they do. Because they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry, and they put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their phylacteries. They lengthen their tassels. They love the place of honor at banquets in the front seats and the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called rabbi by people. But you are not to be called rabbi because you have one teacher and you are all brothers and sisters. Don't call anyone on earth your father because you have one father who is in heaven. Now Jesus is going to go on. What he's, what he's talking about is the religiosity of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. And, and, and what he says is like, listen, these people, what you don't realize is they're making themselves appear more spiritual than they are. They're lengthening their, their tassels, their phylacteries. They're, they're appearing more godly than they really are. The truth is, like, you need to listen to what they say, but don't act like they act. Because they're making it harder on you. Here's what I'm saying to you, Christian friend. I love you. When we act like we have it all together... All the time. When we act like, you know what? I, I lost my father. I'm not okay with it still. It's just not okay with me. It doesn't sit well. The holidays aren't great. There are days that suddenly out of the middle of nowhere, I'll just start to cry, right? There were moments dealing with it that I tried to repress it and push through and just do ministry because I, I didn't, I, I wanted to be faithful unto God. And then later I realized that I was struggling with depression and thoughts of, of even walking the face of the earth. Like that's, that's where I was. Now, praise God, that's not where I am, but I had to walk through that. 
and, and it wasn't okay, and I didn't have all the answers. And, and, and to try to act like something that difficult in life can come upon you, like cancer, or the loss of a loved one, or the loss of a job when you have no money in the bank, and to think that, well, you should just jump up and praise and, and lift your hands. and everything should, like It's just unrealistic to put that yoke upon other people. You follow me? And when we do, what people see is something they can't esteem to. When we do, what, what people see is, oh my gosh, well there's no way I could ever attain that level of spiritual... And, and so I want you to just see that. So men are, who are representing God are saying, if you want God to love you, you've got to have your entire act together. You've got to keep it together if you want God to love you. That's what the Pharisees would teach. You've got to keep this command, that command, this command, that command, this command, and that command. You've got these long flowing robes, these phylacteries. You've got to have all these tassels. You've got to have it together if you want God to love you. And in the midst of that, God in the flesh steps into humanity and says, I've got an invitation if you want to meet with God. And it's an invite only. And here's who's invited. Ready? The weary. The broken. The heavy laden. The burdened. That's who can come. And what Jesus is saying, anyone who realizes they don't have it together can come and meet with God. Do you see it? Do you see how radically different that is to allow God to hold you together or to try to do it on your own? I just want you to know there's danger in this kind of religion. There's danger in this kind of religion. And, and, and what strikes me when we get into these, these Pharisees, man, acting like they, they made it harder for everyone else. I wonder, do we do that when we try to act like we've got it all together? Are we actually making it harder for somebody else that's hurting? Because listen, I, I've had godly, loving people, even in this church at times, say things to me over the last couple of years, things like, I just, just want to see that gleam in your eye again. <laughs> oh, I, just, I just want to see that smile. That's great. My brain's not working right. With my heart, I still love the Lord, but my brain's just, I'm, I'm working through it. But just give me some time, right? Don't ask me to be more than I can be because I'm a mess. And by the grace of God, Jesus is holding me together. You follow me? Okay. Last reason I want to tell you to drop the act, okay? Last reason. Maybe the Lord knew he was doing waiting. This be the last one, right, Chris? Last one of the year. Last reason, and this is a big deal. When we try to cover up our brokenness, we hide God's glory. This is like, for me, was, was the most foundational statement of the entire series uh, that we've done. So when we try to cover up our brokenness, we really hide the glory of God. You guys may remember uh, this, right? Kintsugi. It is, it is the, the art of precious scars, right? And the reason they do it this way, the reason that they use this polymer with which actual gold dust or silver dust or platinum dust, the reason they do it is to show off both the brokenness and the mastery of the repair. You see, we don't like this. We, as religious people, like super glue. That's what we do. We like super glue. We want it to look like everything fits, like we never had any cracks, like everything's good, right? We want it to look like it has never been broken before. Who gets the glory in that? Who gets the glory in that? You do. You do. You get the glory. You're the one that people look to. You become the example. You become the role model. 
right? You become a Charles Barkley. I, I, you guys, some of you remember this. You're my age, right? Charles Barkley famously said, I'm, I'm, I'm not a role model, right? I'm not a role model. Okay, and, and listen, I know that Paul can stand up and say, follow me as I follow Jesus, but I'm just going to say, follow Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm trying. Jew, just follow Jesus. You know what? Like, like, listen, when we try to super glue our lives together, when we try to hide all the cracks and all the crevices, we end up having other people look to us instead of to the one that can save them. Instead of to the one that can use them. Instead of the one that can pick up their brokenness and do something with it. And I don't want to do that anymore. I, I don't want to be a person that, that somebody just looks and says, Oh, Jason, I want to be more like you. No, you don't. I am a wreck. You don't want, you don't have to, you, you don't want to walk through the same stuff I've walked through. You don't want to have to walk through years of, of addiction to pornography. You don't want to have to walk through an absent father and what that creates. You don't want to have to walk through every sin and struggle I've had. You don't want me. You want him. Amen. Amen. And that's what we got to get to, man. And Christians, I'm here to tell you this is powerful. If you'll start to let people in just a little bit. Now listen, some of us, we've got some deep stuff. And, and I'm not saying you just like meet some stranger off the street. Did, did you know I was abused when I was five? Like that's probably not the intro. But to let some people see you don't have it all together. And that it is the glory of God, the beauty and the majesty of Christ that actually keeps you intact. Man, I think there's something to that. Okay? So what do we do with that? I'll give you three things real quick. Number one, we start to be honest with God and honest with others. Okay? Honest with God, simple prayer. Lord, you know it. I've been trying to hide it, but you see it. I do not have it all together. God, I don't have the answers. I don't have the finances. I don't have a way to make my marriage work. I don't have the answer for my kids. God, I do not have it. Be honest with God. Like, like just be honest. Okay, but then not just honest with God. You've got to be honest with others too. Husbands, some of you need to have a talk with your wife and say, I've been faking it. Acting like we've got it together. Finances are good. We're going to be okay when we retire. The truth is, I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. We need to pray. That's what we need to do. All right? Just got to be honest with God. We got to start to be honest with us. We got to let other people in. Number two, we got to stop trying to cover up our brokenness, and we've got to let God do that. Okay, um, me covering up my brokenness does nothing for you. Does nothing for you. It, it, it can't edify you. Okay, it can't make you more like Jesus. Like it doesn't do that. Okay. Now, now me bragging about my sin doesn't necessarily do that either. So, so, so this isn't, I want you to understand, this isn't some kind of like license. I feel like we always have to have this argument when we talk about the grace of God, right? We also, well, doesn't that mean you could just sin more? That's not what I'm saying, right? The call is to follow Christ, okay? But when we fall, when we fail, the call is not to then cover it up. It's to confess, right? To, 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 to be willing to, to, to say, hey, man, I don't have it all together. And so what, I, what I'm going to say to you is we, we just have to stop trying to act like we have all the answers. Okay? We've got to start letting Jesus be the one that gets all the glory in our lives um, for the broken mess that we are. If you will do this, if you will invite other people in, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start, we call it testifying. Right? You're going to start testifying of the goodness of God. 
right? Of the glory of God, of the beauty of Christ. You can start saying things like, I don't know how God could use me. I, I don't know how God could take this guy that came from this house, that had this dad, that went through this thing. Like, I don't know how God could do that, but man, he is. And it's beautiful. And I give him all the glory, right? It's a whole different kind of life. Last thing I would encourage you, ready? Um, you need to be a part of helping create an environment where it's okay to not be okay. You need to be a part of helping create an environment where it is okay to not be okay. I haven't been on my notes for some time, so let me see where we are. (laughs) It is unrealistic to expect that people that have family conflict, people that experience death or depression, that they should have a smile on their face all the time. That they should never have any doubts. That they should always be killing it. Right? That's unrealistic. And so just be that kind of person that is okay with just not being... When, when somebody shows up and, and they're struggling, just hurt with them. You Guess, Christian, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You don't have to have a verse for every problem in life. You just don't. You don't have to have a Christian bumper sticker, a slogan to tag on to somebody. Oh, I know you're struggling, but, but God never gives us more than we can handle. That's actually taken out of context. That's not what the verse says. It says when he, when he provides you, when you're tested, he'll always provide a way out. That's the verse. So don't slap me on the back and tell me that God never gives me anything that I can handle. Every single day he gives me more than I can handle. But he can handle it. Amen. But he can handle it. Right? So what I'm saying is, guys, we got to create this environment that is it okay to not be okay. Listen, I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what kind of sin you're struggling. But I do know this. God's bigger than it. And I want you to know that you can come here and you can worship God and God will lead you out of it. Now, if you're unwilling to walk out of your sin, I, I, just, I just want you to know. Like, listen, you can still meet here and worship with us, but you can't have fellowship with us. You can't be a member. Okay? That's kind of how we work. But, but listen, all broken people are welcome. Because we know who the healer is. Amen. We know the one who puts the pieces together and he wants to use you to do great things. But you've got to let him. And so here's my hope. Um, Maybe I've been a little too transparent with you this morning. Here's my hope. That's the kind of place I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of church I want to be. A church that doesn't have all of the answers all the time, but knows the one who does. A church that's willing to say, listen, life is really hard, and it really hurts, and it's okay if you're broken. It's okay if, if, if something in life has caused doubts in you. Come here and hear the word of God. Come here and sit and let us sing over you. Right? Would you be a part of that kind of place, that kind of environment? I hope you will. That's what we want to be. That's, that's, that's who we want to represent, okay? Pray with me this morning. Father, thank you for loving us. And God, thank you for your word. It is good. Even um, when it's hard to hear, it is good. And so Jesus, I pray, um, just over the next couple of minutes, you would help us kind of work through some things. Just kind of work through some things. Because many of us gathered here this morning are hurting. And we've been trying to act like we're not for so long that we've forgotten. Many of us here have felt the burden of religion. That's what it is. It's not your burden, God. We have created this burden. And here we are, we're hurting. And we almost feel lost because of it. Because we, 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 we walk through these doors and we feel like everybody else has it together and we don't. So Lord, this morning we're just going to confess, God, we still need you.
Lord, we need you. Holy Spirit, guide us in the next couple of minutes. In Jesus' name, just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Nobody's looking around in this room. You just confess this morning. If you confess to myself, to the Lord, say, I'm tired of acting like I have it all together. I don't. Just raise your hand. Just say, I'm broken and I need help today. Just say, I'm broken and I need help today. Just raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. Just, God, I, I, I'm messed up. I, I almost feel like you don't even love me. But today I'm hearing that you want to use me. Will you pick up the pieces of my life today, God? Just pray this prayer with me right now. Just, God, right now, Lord, would you pick up the pieces of my life today? Would you pick up the pieces of my marriage? Would you, would you pick up the pieces of, of my upbringing? Would you, would you pick up all the insecurities and all the doubts? Would you, would you pick up the, the depression that I'm battling with? God, would you pick up my concern over finances? God, would you pick up my worry today, God? Would you pick up my pieces? And would you begin to put me back together? Not so that no one can see, God. Not so that no one can see that I'm broken. No, no, Lord, not for that. But would you begin to put them together so they can see you in me? God, today, would you begin to put together the pieces of my life in a way that brings you glory. In a way that people can see every hurt, every scar, and how you have used it for your kingdom cause. God, please today begin that process in me, Jesus. Please today. I'm done acting. I'm done hiding. Come and bring beauty to these scars. Make beauty out of these ashes. Jesus, please. In your name, I pray this. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, you just prayed that prayer in your minute, would you be the first one to stand up as we worship? Be the first one to say, man, I prayed that prayer today. I meant that with all my heart. Just stand up. Yeah. Anybody else? Come on. Man, I prayed that prayer. I meant that. I meant that prayer. God, I'm ready for you to start using me right where I am. I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm going to confess how much I need you. All right, and the rest of you, join us, man. Join us this morning. Let's just confess our need to God one more time. We're going to sing that song one more time. Can we lower those lights again? Man, it's just so bright up here. I'm about to be blind. Just pray. Just pray this song. Oh, I need you. Oh, I need you. Father, we want to be those people. <clears throat> we want to be those people that are openly confessing our need for you on a daily basis. And Lord, if we have fallen away from that, God, call us back to you. Begin that art, precious scars in us, that others might see your glory. Others might see your glory. Thank you for using broken vessels. King Jesus, in your name we pray. 
Amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. I'm going to ask our ushers to come forward this morning.